and welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for weekly gaming news and the newest news in gaming. I am your host, Josiah. And I'm Hillhouse. And we're about to give you the lowdown on a very, very slow week in news, yeah. <laughs> I have to say. Oh, definitely. Um, if you follow any type of daily news sources in gaming, um, you would know... <laughs> that it's really slow because what happens is when you start getting repeated stories every single day, you're like, okay, it's a slow day. And then it's the next day. It's yeah. the same stories. And you're like, okay, it's another slow day. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those weeks where it's more of, it seems like every news outlet was stretching for news. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. People were reaching for stories. Yeah, man, I was and they seeing, were touching on old ones again. So yeah, I was seeing a lot of people just reaching and searching for stories, but uh, we're going to tell you all just the nitty gritty. Uh, it might be a short episode this week. To start off with, um, we usually talk about, uh, if you're a new listener, we usually talk about the games that we've been playing in the last week. This week, I didn't start playing State of Decay 2 again. I've been playing it for quite a while, but it did have a new update this week. And the new update included something that a lot of people had been asking for, which is customizable uh, clothing and it also adds like hats oh, cool. and stuff. So it is kind of cool that if you had a character that had really good stats, but you hated that they had like this ugly ass shirt, <laughs> you could now <laughs> change that. So um, depending right. on how you played the game, some people would, I, I mean, I, I think I probably kept characters that had really bad stats just because they had a cool leather jacket. <laughs> so <laughs> now now i can get rid of characters with bad stats and then just customize them how i want them <laughs> it's one of the funnier things about state of decay is the difference between characters is not actually that much because yeah the way it randomizes the creation is sometimes you can have like three or four people in the same community that have the exact same voice oh man <laughs> so in the same sense <laughs> I have some characters with the same face and voice. And if I dress them alike, then it just looks like I have a bunch of twins running around Yeah, and they'll be having conversations with each other. And <laughs> if you're not looking at the subtitles, you have no idea who's talking because they have the same voice. Like, actor. Why, are you, why are you talking to yourself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this thing I've been doing, oh, man. <laughs> this thing I've been doing with my wife is if we go out and do like a, a supply run or something, I will go into my inventory and then change all of my characters to wear the same clothing. So that when we come back to the base, um, she'll just see that everybody's wearing a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there's this, um, there's this, um, what was it? Okay. So if you kill like 10 juggernauts in the game, uh, you get this juggernaut mask, which is literally the face of a juggernaut just over your face. <laughs> so I yeah. put it on all my characters and they all looked ridiculously stupid. Cause when, when you're not using a character at your base, they will go and do something idle. Like sometimes they'll be sleeping. So you could go see them sleeping in this ridiculous face of a juggernaut. That's got like flesh and stuff coming <laughs> off of it. And there'll be another one. <laughs> there'll be another one like at the the garden that's like taking notes of the garden but he's got this <laughs> stupid face of a zombie juggernaut face <laughs> but he's like taking notes he's like oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it's it's pretty ridiculous, but it was, it was a fun update. It's something it probably needed for a long time. It's cool that they're still supporting the game, and I hope to see more uh, support. It says that they're going to add more stuff, and they did add more bounties in, so there's supposed to be more bounties coming in. So Oh, well, there you go. Cool stuff going on in State of Decay 2. Right on. Did you play anything this week? No, no, actually, I didn't try anything new. I'm still playing uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, I made it through the uh, Poison Ivy fight that you were talking about. That was a fun fight, actually. I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, I just I found it was easier when really I just cool. ran up to the yeah, I ran up to the uh, police officers that she had put you know venom in. Oh, I forgot about and, that. Uh, yeah. And uh, what I would do is I would just like you know punch them and kick them over the edge. So the fights weren't really lasting that long. Um, they would fall over the edge and die, and it made it easier for me. But you know, it took me a few tries. I will admit that. And then now I'm at fighting the Joker. Uh, I'm fighting the two uh, Titans, the Venom Titans. Uh, that I have to fight. And at the same time, they're sending in, you know, anywhere from six to eight to 10 guys to fight me at the same time also. So uh, I keep dying there. So I'm trying to figure out how to, to win that battle. But um, I forget that. Yeah. Area. It's just, Is there high ground there? Uh, no, there's no high ground. Oh, it's all at the bottom and brawling. you have to just use a lot of, uh, evasive moves and, uh, give yourself more time and let them come to you. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is when I let the Titans charge, I just, uh, what I do try to do is gather all those guys up in front of me and then I will flip out of the way and the Titan runs into them and does a lot of damage to them. So, uh, hopefully that's going to, uh, get me to the, the next level, but yeah, that's really all I've been playing. I want to finish it though. So I can get onto Arkham city. Cool. Um, it's, it is really a good game. Um, I really need to boot it back up. I think I have it for Xbox and PC now. Um, oh yeah, it's a wonderful game. <laughs> yeah. I need to check that out. Cause I don't remember that one fight. I remember the poison Ivy one, but I don't remember anything really. The Joker that. fight. Yeah. I don't remember anything past the poison Ivy fight. So it should be the last fight. I would think the Joker fight, unless you fight him multiple times. I don't know. It may be the last fight. Yeah, you I know be. that you, well, you had to fight Poison Ivy. Have you put in a lot of hours? Uh, I think I have, actually. Then maybe yeah. it is the final. Yeah. That's cool. Because um, last time I looked, before I had even got there, I was 50% through the game. So, And then I went and fought Poison Ivy, fought some, or fought somebody else, or fought Croc. Then I fought Poison Ivy, and now I'm fighting the Joker. So I, I'm assuming that's it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Cool. Um, Maybe it's just a dream. <laughs> I do know there's some cool new stuff coming to Game Pass. Um, I think there's some stuff that just dropped. I know um, Ukulele is on its way, which would be cool to play for free. I never got around to buying it. Um, Dishonored 2 just recently got added, which is a cool game. Ooh, that might be fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of an overlooked game, and I'm sure it's worth, you know, your time thrown in for oh, sure. Oh, it's worth a yeah. play. Yeah, absolutely. What is ukulele? Ukulele is made by the creators of Bando Kazooie. It was kind of had mixed reviews, but if you're into um, platforming collectathons, it's kind of got that 90s charm to it. Um, oh, okay. So that'd be cool to check out for okay. a minute. Um, yeah. I, I'm probably more of its uh, target audience because. Um, I'm all into those old school nineties games, which some people wouldn't even count yeah. as old school, but whatever. Um, there is a lot of promotions going on since we're talking about game pass. Uh, there's a lot of promotions going on. If you have not jumped on the game pass wagon yet, 
There's promotions where you get Spotify premium for like six months now. It's crazy. Um, oh, wow. You can get Spotify premium for six months, even if you do the $5 a month PC version of Game Pass. So, wow. If you just have a PC and you want to use Game Pass, it's $4.99 a month. And uh, I think first month is a dollar, and then you get Spotify premium for six months. So, and if you've already paid for your Xbox Gold, um, on there, you're talking about the Ultimate Game Pass, right? Actually, I'm just talking about the PC version. The Ultimate Game Pass is Gold, uh, PC Game Pass, and console Game Pass. But what's cool about yeah. that? Well, what I've noticed about it is that that actually uh, the amount that I paid for the yearly subscription to gold um, grandfathered into that. So I haven't been making any monthly payments yet, and I don't think I make any until around February because of they they uh, took that and because they said, okay, you already paid for your you know your gold pass. We're not going to charge you a ton extra. So that fifteen bucks a month or whatever has been coming out of that. So it's kind of nice. They made a good deal out of it. They didn't screw their uh, their their customers. Yeah, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I I don't think I've been billed yet either. I think I'm going to get billed in probably February. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's crazy. <laughs> I think we'll just head on unless you have another game that you're going to play this week to announce. Uh, no, not really. Um, I don't think there's anything new that I was looking at. Um, now, one thing that I did want to mention, though, since we're talking about games and these you know, free games that you can play is that if you do have a PC, um, I've been having a lot of fun with this one, but the Epic Launcher, I recommend it, guys, because they are giving away games to play for you know two, three weeks at a time. You may not get it you know, forever, but on top of the free games they give away sporadically, they're letting you play other games for limited times, you know, like I said, a couple of weeks at a time. Um, one of the new ones that's out right now that I actually was thinking about looking at is a game called Minute. And uh, yeah, it's it takes uh, place a minute at a time. So each time you wake up, you have to do different things in order to keep that thing going. So it looks really interesting. It's all black and white, and it's uh, kind of an old school uh, 2D kind of animation thing. But uh, yeah, it looks really cool. And uh, But yeah, for free games, guys, you, you should really check out the Epic uh, Launcher. Uh, they're giving away a ton of stuff right now, and it's it's just worth a look. Sounds really good. They Yeah, they have weekly free games, too, for a non-subscription. Yes, yeah. All you got to do is have an account. So... Yeah, that's it. You just open an account and you're able to download it on your PC and play. Yeah. Yeah, I've told this to the people before. So it's cool. Even if you don't have a computer that's capable of running games, just create an account and claim the games to your account, you know. And then you can yes, download them when you have a Because then you do game. get the computer. <laughs> Gaming PC. Amen. Yep. Um, another thing in current games I'm playing, um, I really have not been playing that much Fortnite recently, but it is... It's season got extended by about, I think, seven to ten days. So it's going to end later this week um, when it was originally going to end like last Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so if you have not finished up all of your challenges, you can just hop into Fortnite and grab some more stuff before the season ends. Um, but yeah, go. we can uh, head on to the news and uh, Let's we'll be right it. back after this. So the first thing in news, um, 
is uh, Mario Maker 2 uh, is finally supporting co-op, which is something that people were asking for. Very cool. Before the game came out. Um, when the game came out, it was like a week or two before E3. So at E3, Nintendo even said that co-op was coming to the game. That like, uh, <laughs> calm your tits, basically. We're going to get co-op, you know. And yeah, basically, I think people thought it was going to land within a month or two. And it got to the point at which I think everyone already forgot about it, but it is now in the game. So about four months later, <laughs> uh, you have co-op in Mario Maker 2. So it's going to allow you to invite friends, to join friends, and then you can... I, you know, the only thing I didn't look up to see if you could do, I don't know if you can create levels together. I don't know about that. I think it's you can just play with other players on levels that you've created. Huh. I don't. I think that probably is too much to ask for, for someone to conflict with your building. <laughs> <laughs> but that is something that they've be. been asking for for a long time, so that's really cool. That's finally in Mario Maker 2. Yeah. Next thing I have is that... Um, I, I don't really know how to approach this. So Ubisoft with uh, the Ghost Recon game that just came out, they Breakpoint, they yes. started, maybe you know more about this. If you do, please chime in. Um, so basically, Ubisoft has done this before with Assassin's Creed, and they got hated on for doing it in Assassin's Creed. And basically, they allow you to buy skill points which is stuff that you would grind out by leveling up, essentially. So the same way you would yeah. play a game and grind out abilities, you can just buy it. <laughs> so a lot of people oh have God. trouble with that, and they had trouble yeah, with it. Yeah, big time, yeah, I they do. had trouble with it in Assassin's Creed. Um, Odyssey, I think, was the one that got the most flack. Um, but I think it was like a day after... <laughs> The day after it launched, they pulled back on it and they removed the feature. So I have a lot of questions about this. Number one, this seems like something that is a temporary removal. I think it's going to come back in the game. Yeah. Because they never said anything like they were pulling it forever. It's more phrased like they're pulling it for now so that people can level up at the same pace. But... At the same time, what if it was up long enough for people to still purchase the skill points? You get what I'm saying? Like, what are they going to do? Take yeah. that away from you? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that'd be... It, uh, unfortunately, they can't because you've already paid right. for it. So but they would have to either compensate you in some way or give you your money back. Yeah. And then the question is, is it mostly a multiplayer game or is it leaning more towards a story-based game? And I heard some people saying that when you allow the player to purchase those stats, your single player mode is just going to die. <laughs> that no one's going to care about it if they can just purchase stats and then go into multiplayer, you know. So, I don't know about that. <laughs> there are there are big fans yeah. of the normal mode on the game, the non-co-op, and um I I know that they are the ones that really don't like this skill point purchase system. But I, once again, this is this is worse than loot boxes in the sense that I don't think anyone likes this. 
Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to light your fire in a minute with that subject because there's some more crap going on about that. And it's starting to, it's starting to seep into a lot of these games. And it's, to be honest with you, it's, it, if, if they let it continue in my eyes, it's going to ruin the gaming industry. It's going to ruin the fun of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's pay to win. That's all it is. It's pay to freaking win. Um, you know, you don't earn anything anymore in these games. And it's it's sad. It really is. What about the grind? What about the work? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing you is know? when it's loot boxes, when it's cosmetic stuff, I don't think people care that they're trying to get money from people who just really, really want a cosmetic. You know, yeah, especially yeah. when you can earn it another way. But when you're offering the ability to level up or increase the stats of your character with cash, that's where I think almost everyone has a problem with it. Yeah. Because even the people who have the cash to do it, I'm sure that they would rather not spend money on that than been given the ability to spend money on it. Because, like, sure, they don't have to work as hard for those stats, but are they really enjoying themselves? It's more of, I bet they buy it and then immediately regret buying it because it's like, cool. I had that money, but now I just shortened the lifespan of this game for me, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I I don't know. I don't feel like anyone would really like this, but it's, there's going to be backlash on it for sure. Yeah. It's just something Ubisoft has been doing though. Um, Yeah. And I don't know quite, I think it's only really making news because ghost recon, was so anticipated. And secondly, the biggest yeah. thing about this is the fact that they backpedaled and they usually don't do that. So I, yeah, I, I think people true. would have been like, Oh wow, that's not cool. And then just moved on. But since they backpedaled, it's like Ubisoft saying that they realize something is wrong and they're mm-hmm. trying to You're respond right. to it. So, I mean, I'm not going to commend them. They're not like a saint or anything, but it is cool that, Gosh, is it cool? I guess it's cool that they took it off for any amount of time, but I mean, there's it's almost confident as can be that they're going to put it back on, you know? So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. I'll, I'll give them a backhanded high five, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like one of those things that it's like you get a backhand. You get a backhand, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird because I don't know. I guess they only did it because they felt pressured, but at the same time, there's companies like Bethesda and even Ubisoft at times that never respond to pressure. So I don't know if it's commendable yeah. or not. It's just more if it's a thing. So yeah, I got there you. you go. I got you. But um, You got anything? Yeah. Um, you know, Ninja's back in the news again, and uh, it's, you know, I got to tell you, after everything that I've been reading the past couple of weeks, I, I feel for this guy. Um, you know, he's, I mean, he's not destitute or anything like this. This guy has created a brand that is huge. Um, he is living up to that, and he is, you know, he's doing his thing. He's living the American dream. Um, and it's no secret that he went over to Mixer. And uh, it's not like making Nick Mixer blow up out of the water and take over Twitch or anything like that. Um, if you look at some of the um, 
uh, polling information that's out there uh, just for quarter three in 2019. Um, there was 75.6% of the hours watched was on Twitch. Only 3.2% of that was on Mixer. So it's not like it made a huge change as far as Twitch being watched over Mixer and vice versa. But basically, here's the lowdown of what happened. Um, after he left, he went to Mixer. Yes, he got a huge payday, and etc. It wasn't a huge increase of money compared to what he was already getting, believe it or not. Um, but at TwitchCon recently... Uh, Blink eighty Blink one eighty two was the uh, live band that was at TwitchCon, and uh, after one of their songs, um, lead singer had gotten up there and grabbed the mic, and he said, "You know, um, uh, thank you. I'm I'm glad to be here at TwitchCon. Yada yada yada." And he said, "Fuck Mixer." Well, <laughs> uh, Ninja heard about it, and he, you know, he was like, "Wow, you know, that's kind of a." a crazy thing to say, but I guess I understand, you know, they're in front of a TwitchCon audience. So, you know, yeah, they're trying to hype up the audience and everything, but then he kind of took it personal and he's like, you know, I love Blink-182. You know, he plays their music a lot on his streams and um, it's one of his favorite bands. And he's like, you know, I, I don't know if I want to listen to them anymore because it's kind of like they said, fuck Ninja in a way. Well, you know, so he took that kind of personal and it was a little bit of, you know, back and forth, you know, blah, 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 but it wasn't a big deal. Well, uh, basically, um, because it is like him saying "fuck Ninja." Because, to be honest, more people know who Ninja is than know what Mixer is by a, a land. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. That reference and it is could not help. a pop culture reference to anything but Ninja. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and basically, so uh, his wife um, Jessica Blevins is his manager. Um, wow. which I think is a great move. Oh, yeah, um, cool. There's a lot That's of people really cool. who do that. Uh, yeah, Chance the Rapper, actually, <laughs> his wife is uh, his wife is one of his managers. So a lot of these guys that are up-and-coming artists and stars are actually starting to do this, which I think is an amazing thing to do because, you know, without getting too deep into it, it, it keeps the business in the family, you know, and, you know, it just everybody's doing something to make that brand or that that dream grow. So his wife is his manager. So Jessica Blevins, she did a uh, an interview with Business Insider, and she let them know that his his decision to move over to Microsoft was not just financial; it was also pertaining to um, their contract, which was too restrictive as far as outside brand deals. And they had worked like hard, and you know it does take work to make a brand, but uh, they worked hard to get his name and his brand to where it is. And to not let them go forward, they felt like they were going backwards. So basically, um, what she said is with the wording of how the contract was going, he wouldn't have been able to grow his brand much outside of gaming. Um, there were already conflicts with his current sponsors and re-signing with that platform. And they were like, straight up, guys, we've worked so hard to grow the Ninja brand. We can't go backwards on it. Those were her words that she told Business Insider. And she also uh, told them that it was not making sense for their growing band, you know, to keep doing these contracts with Twitch if they were going to keep restricting them. They took their concerns to Twitch, but Twitch wasn't going to do anything about it. So he decided to go over to jump over to uh, a mixer. And they, you know, she said that money was the last thing on their mind, that they, you know, they didn't even want, uh, 
it wasn't about, you know, getting a big payday. It was about finding a place where they could continue to grow and still be able to, you know, create content. So Mixer was going to be able to give them and Microsoft was going to be able to give them the freedom to do that. Now, even though, you know, since he's gone over to Mixer, uh, he scored huge deals. Adidas is one of them. And he's also got a small part in a new Ryan Reynolds movie called Free Guy. So good things are happening for the guy. Um, yeah. Even though he's got huge viewership numbers, you know, like I said before, it's not, you know, doing what what Twitch does either. You know, it's uh, it's still growing. Mixer is still trying to, you know. Well, I was going to uh, say this earlier. Him going to Twitch does not help his viewership as much as it helps every yes. other creator on Mixer. If you look at the stats, oh, yes, at absolutely. how much other creators' views went up when he came to Mixer, it's insane. Like, some yes. of them went up 40 Oh, yeah, 50%. absolutely. You're right. So... I mean, even mine grew on Mixer, you know? I mean, I went from like 20 to 84 viewers. So it's, it, I mean, it was that fast. I'm talking within 30, 30 to 45 days. So yeah, that's pretty crazy. But, you know, they it wasn't the, you know, the game changer they thought it was going to be, but he's better off for it. Um, uh, Jessica Blevins said that it was so toxic for him over at Twitch that he was not the same person that he was when he started. So she, she and, and Ninja both felt like his, his uh, content was going down, that his energy wasn't there, um, that it just, he just didn't feel like the same guy, but she said that now he's back. He's, you know, it was a leap of faith that they took that Microsoft has been really good to them and that he's, you know, energized and the back to the old Ninja that he was. I mean, hell, the guy was just on, you know, the mass singer not too long ago. And, uh, which I, you know, yeah, the guy's not a singer, but I thought it was cool that he did it. You know, it was something that he, he did, did for good, him actually, and his fans. Considering yeah. I mean, he, he did he better than sing me. In front I mean, of I, audience, I sure as shit can't you know? sing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't know it was him at first, but then, you know, you read the spoilers on the internet and blah, blah, blah. And you find out, okay. Yeah, it is him. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, man. Um, so there's this story about him coming out. And I think that, you know, he made the right move, to be quite honest. Um, if it's what you feel you need to do in order to, you know, get your brand recognized and, and to grow. And that's what this is about. It's a business. You know, you can't blame the guy for wanting to expand and take those deals. I mean, like I said, he's got a shoe deal now. I mean, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. So basically the. So good for him. The short, the short version of the story is. He was growing and growing and growing. And then he was on the largest yes. platform that he could grow in. But when he grew as much as he could, yeah. he asked the platform to allow him to grow more in other avenues. And they wouldn't let him because they thought that he had no choice but to stay on Twitch. Exactly. So they made the mistake of assuming that he wouldn't take the risk to grow <laughs> over... Yeah, being on the largest platform of streaming. And then Microsoft, I don't think Microsoft expected him to explode Mixer. I think they just saw an opportunity of Twitch made a mistake. Let's just put our foot in that door real quick. You know? Well, it's also, there's some people that are concerned with it because in a, in a way, I think Twitch is a little bit concerned because look at, I mean, even PewDiePie left and he went over to DLive. 
and now Ninja has gone over to Mixer. Now, um, there's other big name streamers that, you know, don't have the same kind of numbers, but they're in the tens of thousands with their viewers that um, have left Twitch and gone to different platforms. But Twitch is so well uh, established already that it would be a long time before anything uh, uh, detrimental happened to that company. You know what I mean? It, it, it's an Amazon-owned company. They're they're not a, a stupid group of people. No, so not at all. They, they know what they have. And if they have to make some changes, then they will. But, you know... Have um, you seen the new... It's just... Uh, have you seen the new Eric Andre ad for it? No, I have There's not. There's this new ad campaign that I've seen so many times. I guess I keep getting targeted by it. But Twitch released a ad with Eric Andre where basically their new ad campaign for Twitch is that it's not just for gaming. It's for viewing streaming of anything. And the whole point of the commercial is talking about other things besides gaming that are associated with Twitch, which feels like obviously they're not struggling that much, but it feels like they're already kind of trying to cover their bases before things get really bad. <laughs> it's like they're trying to show well, that their brand is more capable because DLive really pushes the stuff that isn't gaming, you know, already. Oh, yeah, they push everything. They push the, they push the everything. people that stream writing music, writing covers. Um, writing yeah, books. I haven't seen much Painting pictures, cooking, cooking food. Cooking, cooking then. I haven't seen much cooking, but um, Twitch is trying to act like they're the leading streaming source of cooking, which I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen that on Twitch, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just kept showing stuff that has never come up in my feed in Twitch. And I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'm not targeted for any of these things you're showing me, Eric Andre, but oh, well. Oh, wow. So I don't know. It's an interesting ad that I've never seen an ad for Twitch before. And they're suddenly like advertising heavy to be like, hey, remember us? Like, we're here to stay. <laughs> which is really funny for the giant still to be saying we're here to stay, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Go check it out sometime. It's, it's interesting. It looks more desperate than they should be. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. So uh, world of Warcraft uh, classic that just came out recently. I played it a little bit. Um, it brought a lot of back of uh, a lot of nostalgia back for me. And, um, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. I haven't been that deep into it, but I did see a story that kind of caught my eye about the um, the new uh, the new phase that's coming out. And uh, basically, a lot of the people have already hit uh, level sixty. They've already cleared the molten core and Anixia. Uh, those are two of the end game raids. And um, they said that their new dungeons, raids, and PvP features would be uh, released in six main phases, but until, you know, recently, it hasn't announced anything that it was going to do. Now, um, there was an interview with uh, game, uh, the game director, uh, and I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but his name is uh, Ian Hazacostas, and... Uh, and that is going to be uh, that interview is actually going to appear on the site uh, early next week. But you got a partial answer as to what to expect on phase two, <laughs> and um, it's going to be later this year. And it's going to um, uh, it's going to be coming out. But one of their biggest hurdles that they're having is layering. Um, layering is where you have uh, you know different layers of the same area of the game so that you can get more players into that area of the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think you talked about so layering with, before, uh, but the, you were the first basically person I with, heard about it from. Yeah. Um, 
with layering, that means a server could handle uh, many times uh, the more of number of players. So you're not just looking at the just average number of players. You'd be able to have more players and uh, basically you break them into different copies in the same world. So that's what that is. Um, so you spread out the population. So, so, so it makes it to where everybody's not in the same area at the same time, but you could be, you know, still questing as normal. So if you got like 60 people here and 60 people here or whatever, you're not all 120 in the same area doing that. It's in different layers so that you can get through your quests a lot quicker. You don't have to wait for things to, uh, um, to uh, pop up again or to respawn. So, and without doing that, they just, there wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't be able to accommodate everybody. You just, you would just have a bunch of shit going on. And so, um, what they're doing is, uh, um, layering was not supposed to be a long-term option, but it's something that they have to do now because of the amount of people that are coming into the game. And, uh, coming in phase two is they're going to start dropping world bosses now. So world bosses is, you know, that's something that we've been playing in the modern version of, of world of Warcraft. Uh, so you're going to have Kazakh and Azarogus and, uh, these are going to be like bosses that are just popping up from one, you know, you know, here and there that you have to go and do a community battle against. And, uh, basically they're making it to where the layering was causing it when they started doing testing on it to where multiple, of these bosses would show up. So they only want one of the boss to show up because if multiple show up, you're just not gonna be able to do it. You're just <laughs> gonna get killed, everybody's gonna die. Um, now, so they've decided to go ahead and retire the layers. Um, they're taking those out and that's gonna fix the problem. But uh, yeah, so this phase two should, um, should be uh, coming out. Um, they said that every uh, server needs to be down or closer to one layer before they're going to launch it. So it's going to be more towards the end of the year before it even happens. Um, they're going to add the new Dire Maul dungeon in. Or dungeon in and uh, yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be a good thing for the game. I think that it's uh, it's popular again. It's taken off. And just the um, just the fact that these servers have gone, um, you know, crazy with the amount of people that are in them um, shows, you know, it's a testament to the, to the uh, longevity of the game. I mean, people love classic. Wow. Uh, people still love the modern version of wow too, of course, but people love it and they're having fun with it. And I think the way that they're dropping these, um, these changes, these phases as they call them um, is a good idea. And it's gonna, it's just gonna make more money for blizzard. So you know, they've brought a 2004 game back from the dead <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, revitalized it. And I think it's uh, revitalized their name. So I think it's a good thing. Um, so, yeah, the layering is going to end. Uh, hopefully it's just meaning that they're going to create more servers. And that should smooth things out quite a bit as far as uh, login time, which people were still having issues with. Um, you know, server availability, which people were having issues with. So, yeah, I think it's going to fix a lot of things, and it sounds like they are on top of what they need to do. Sounds good. Humble bundles. We all know what that's about, right? Maybe not uh, Those are those knows. bundles you get. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I don't think those everybody those bundles. knows what it is. It's got its own website. So, basically, yeah. what happens is you go in, and you can either sign up to get a monthly service, or you can buy bundles, like basically like a loot crate. But instead of a physical thing... It just sends you a bunch of keys for either Steam games 
or Ubisoft downloads, but it sends you the proper yeah. key to whatever the website is that is hosting the game, basically. So I remember sometimes I had to often when I was subscribed, I would have to download new installers just to use some of the keys it gave me because I think they partnered with a bunch of companies to allow these discounts basically. So, well, they, they have a new, um, a new standalone bundle and you can get up to seven new games in this thing. And it's called the one special day bundle. Mm -hmm. And the one special day is a charity. They develop uh, ways for people with disabilities to play video games. So there are seven seven games that you can get. Broken Age, uh, Perfect Date, Dirt 4, Tannenberg. Um, you get Bomber Crew and uh, The Swords of Ditto, Mormo's Curse. And there's uh, not one that's really that great that I've heard about, but it's not that spectacular of a game called Stronghold Crusader 2. Um, I mean, just, you know, Broken Age, Tannenberg, Bomber Crew, and Dirt 4. I mean, that's kind of a a huge bunch of games to get for 10 bucks, but seven games for $10. I mean, you're not going to find those deals everywhere. It's, you know, and maybe something kind of silly that you put off to the side that you play, but yeah, I mean, it's something different that you can get into. Plus, like I said, it, it helps this charity develop uh, ways for people with disabilities to play video games. Sounds good. Well, I think that's all the time we have for right now, but uh, later on, we'll give you all the, rest of the news for the week. And then I finally do have some questions for you on the trivia. So you better be ready. <laughs> I'm ready. The next story I have is Mario Kart Tour, the phone, iOS, Android app. Mm -hmm. um, interesting statistics, something we kind of predicted because of the very high monthly fee that they had a subscription service in the game was $5 a month. So we talked about how that was too steep and how they could probably make more money if they lowered that, right? Yeah. So we also talked about how it blew every other Nintendo game for um, mobile out of the water in downloads and plays. It was like, oh, wow. I don't know, three times as much as Mario Run. Yeah, um, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> but what's crazy is it's only third in the money it's made in the first week. So... The question is, where did it go wrong? It's behind Mario Run and Fire Emblem. I believe Fire Emblem's the highest. Um, it is by far the third. So what's happening is, even though it is the most in downloads, um, a lot of people either are uninstalling and not liking the game, or they are seeing the really high transactions and not touching it. You know, so. Um, they probably need to rework how they've priced things in the game because obviously they made this game to make money. Um, all the Nintendo mobile games have some sort of uh, in-game transactions. You know, you know what's funny is we asked for it too. That's what's so crazy. Uh, when Mario Run came out, 
you could play like two to three levels and then you had to play pay seven dollars to play the full game and people went crazy they hated it they were like oh my gosh we have to pay for this game because they were so used to playing games that had a freemium aspect where you play it as much as you can for free but eventually you'll feel pressured to pay you know yeah they were so used to that that they were angry at Nintendo for making a game that is pay once for the whole game. And they would argue back about that. They would say, this game has a lot of work put into it. It is definitely worth this price. And there's not going to be any more transactions within the game. Just buy the game and then that's it, you know? But people didn't want that. <laughs> so in response to that, Nintendo has made game after game that has in-game purchases and they're suddenly getting flack for it. Now, it's it's crazy because we asked for it. <laughs> and what's crazier is that I guess they've just pushed it too far. Because I, I think it's just too steep. If they had a subscription service that was $1.99 to $2.99 a month, they would be making a lot more money. But with it being $4.99 a month, at $5, that's crazy. And I don't think anyone's willing to buy into that yeah because it's like saying that this is the only game you're going to play five dollars is a lot for streaming you know because we're talking about competing with other game streaming services for five dollars um movie and television streaming services that start around five to seven dollars sometimes um five dollars a month for some sort of in-game currency (laughs) for a mobile version of Mario Kart is ridiculous. I know there's some people that probably don't think it's a big deal, but I mean, it's just too steep, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's all I have to say about that is that Mario Kart Tour (laughs) kind of just (laughs) shot itself in the foot because exactly what we were saying about it being too expensive shows in the numbers of it being very highly downloaded but not nearly the highest revenue. So yeah, uh, they're going to have to rework it or rebrand it somehow, <laughs> but they've kind of missed the initial opportunity. That's what sucks is that people will not go back to the game with a discount. They've already uninstalled it. You're not going to ever get people to reinstall a game that they've already decided is not for them. You know, it's very rare that people do that. So Mario Kart probably missed opportunity. I guess look forward to Mario Kart Tour 2 next year. There's probably going to be a sequel. <laughs> That's what happens with games like this. If it doesn't meet the mark exactly and you're like, oh, we can rework it. The only way to advertise is to make a new game. For mobile games, it's like never a good idea to release an update and then beg people to come back. Like yeah. The only way you can make people come back is to be a new release. So... Yeah, I guess expect Mario Kart Tour 2 next fall. <laughs> and it'll probably have reworked um, in-game payments. <laughs> next thing I have is um, the PlayStation prototype. I'm, you probably saw this story. It was everywhere. I saw yes, it on Twitter. Yes, I, I saw did. it on Facebook. Um the guy who owns one, I think it might be the only one. I think there's multiples. Um, the PlayStation prototype, which if you know the history of the PlayStation, you'll know that it was originally 
Sony working with Nintendo to make a disc uh, game console, basically. And then um, Nintendo backstabbed Sony right before, without even warning them. They just said that they were working with Philips instead. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so Sony took what they had already worked on with the Nintendo PlayStation. And within like a year, they released the Sony PlayStation. It had new controllers that no longer look like Super Nintendo controllers. And they went out and got tons of exclusive um, uh, developers and things. And basically being on a disc made it blow the N64 out of the water and stuff. It's just crazy. Um, So the original prototype that Sony was making when they were still working with Nintendo looks crazy. You can go look up pictures online. Um, It is being sold. (laughs) And there's this huge divide. Some people are saying, oh, that thing should be in a museum. And then other people are saying, just how many millions can he get for it? So the thing is, if he sells it to a private collector, he can get millions for this. Oh, yeah. This is ridiculous. Um, This is probably the most one of the most coveted things you can sell in the gaming industry. (laughs) Um, So the argument is, should he do that? And the thing is, if you were in his shoes and you had that and you had the choice to sell it for millions to a private collector or like $10,000 to a museum, (laughs) what would you choose? You know, it's true. um, like really it would be really cool to be in a museum and have people be able to go see it like that's where it needs to be and that's where a lot of gamers agree but at the same time a lot of us gamers don't have millions of dollars so if we had millions of dollars i'm sure you would love to put it in a private collection oh yeah absolutely <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where everyone's kind of able to be hypocritical about this where uh, the common man wants it to be in a museum so that everyone can see it. But at the same time, we don't have the capability of outbidding anyone. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like the person who's receiving that much money. Like, I don't blame them for not passing it up, you know? No, um, not at all. But at the same time, there is already a lot of people that are trying to get groups together to basically crowdfund the ability to put it in a museum. <laughs> so all these people that do not have the ability to outbid a private collector are putting up like groups. I, I've seen some Facebook groups for it. I've seen some uh, GoFundMes for it already where they're basically trying to pull together money to buy it, to put it in a museum because they that badly don't want it to end up in some white mansion by some alligators, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but (laughs) but i mean it'd be really cool to see um i really want it to end up in a museum but at the same time i don't blame the guy if if he sells it for millions i mean i understand that'd be hard to pass up you know absolutely absolutely uh, i'd want those millions hell yeah (laughs) but yeah it's really cool go look up uh the history of the whole playstation and then also be sure to check out the images of this crazy looking playstation that didn't have the same ports as the playstation at the back it has like the rca not the patented sony port that then connects to rca yeah and then it has the 
Super Nintendo plugins at the front. It's just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What's also crazy is the word PlayStation has the colors of the Sony PlayStation Diamond. Oh, wow. uh, That is nowhere on this prototype. So there's a lot of stuff where it's like you could kind of see how it's it's literally like a PlayStation 1 and a Super Nintendo put together. (laughs) It's like it looks like something. It it really looks fake. It, It looks like something someone would make to sell as that. Because if you've heard the story of Sony and Nintendo and their relation, this is exactly what you would try to sell to people as a fake console. <laughs> but no, it is real because there are um, photos from the 90s when it was being worked on. There's like press releases and stuff. Because so, they were publicly working with Sony. Like It was not really that much of a secret. They were just going to have an unveiling when they basically backstabbed them and said they were going to Phillips instead. But yeah. It's an interesting piece of history. It is. That's all I have for today. Um, um, do you got anything else? Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier about uh, loot boxes and stuff like that. Um, the pay to win scandal that has hit a lot of games. Well, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the new game that's coming out, Apparently, is going to include uh, the loot boxes are going to include weapons, not just cosmetics. So, if the price is right, then your supply drops will not just be exclusive to skins. You are going to get weapons that are attached to the back of the lot, the uh, loot boxes. Are uh, they there is skins or weapons? They are, are actual weapons. Um, there is a guy who uh, does a YouTube channel called The Gaming Revolution, and he has a very good video that I watched yesterday about this subject. And uh, he made some very good points. And these are things that people have seen in the beta. Um, one kid actually caught a after-action report that read loot box common supply drop. And he was uh, able to unlock it. And uh, basically, if you pay, you can get weapons in these supply drops. So you could be in the middle of a game watching this fool get a supply drop. And he picks up a gun that you have to grind for. And starts whacking everybody because he bought it. So it looks like uh, the promise that was made about no uh, pay to win or anything like that is not going to be happening. Um, the backlash on this should be big enough to where if Modern Warfare, if Activision and uh, um, whoever else it is, I can't remember. Um, if they uh, if they're smart about it then they're not going to screw this up and and make this happen. Um, If they do, it's this is something that could potentially crush the uh, Modern Warfare franchise because it's going to piss people off. I myself don't want to spend, you know, $100 on a bunch of loot boxes to try to get these weapons just so I can win the game. I'd rather earn it. It doesn't it's not a game then at that point. It really isn't. It's, uh, you know, it's almost like, uh, here, give me uh, $300. I'm going to give you a max level, fully decked out character. And uh, it's like what people were doing back in the day with World of Warcraft by selling uh, fully loaded, maxed out characters for up to $1,000 on eBay. It was insane. So so this is what's going to be happening with Modern Warfare. Um, We don't know for sure, you know, if they're going to try to do anything about it, but they are, um, this is supposed to be coming out on October 25th, if I'm not mistaken. I think this is just going to, 
the thing is, we're talking about all the court cases and stuff that are pushing against loot boxes. Yeah. And that one of the main responses is that Xbox and PlayStation have both said that starting January 1st, that any new games on the console will have to show the uh, the percent pull rate for any item, basically to let people know what chance they have to pull certain items before they start buying mm-hmm. loot boxes. So that is slightly a move forward but at the same time just being able to <laughs> to get a, an edge on a game by random pulls from a loot box is just going to start scaring people w- away from triple a games entirely yeah and this yeah, is just one right. of those things where it's like i'm not even surprised by this and i'm hardly even upset about it it's like it's a call of duty game of course it's going but to it, screw people over with their money it just it <laughs> I mean, not only are they making one of the uh, one of the um, parts of the game only available to PlayStation uh, users for an entire year, one of the modes. So it's only uh, yeah. exclusive to those guys, which is that's going to piss off people, too, because everyone's paying the same price for the game. So why does only one group of people get to have that mode separately and other people don't? It just doesn't make any sense to me. So why am I, as an Xbox player, going to pay 60 bucks when a PlayStation player is paying the same amount and they get an extra mode? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, they're starting to actually put a bad taste in my mouth about the whole game. Um, I started getting into it recently because I started learning how to play it better. And uh, I enjoyed it. But I, it just doesn't feel... It doesn't feel right and it doesn't feel fair. And the fact that people can buy... Um, these extra weapons or or who knows, maybe even extra gear down the road that is going to keep them safer or protect them. It, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, to me, feel like what a game is about. So maybe I'm just, right. you know, maybe I'm just old school or something. I don't know. But I, I honestly feel if you're playing a game, you should earn the win. You have to earn I the think, win. I think there's a sense of corporate disgust coming in because yes i have this sense of i feel like people who there, there are gamers <laughs> I struggle to call them gamers but there are gamers who go out and buy a playstation the most popular console in yeah. the world so yep. they didn't make any risk taking that choice i'm not hating on you for buying a playstation but you bought the most popular console then guess what you buy three games what are you buying uh 2k19 modern warfare Mm -hmm. and madden 19 or something it's like cool you've totally bought into the triple a status and everything these people are selling you they're selling you with the notion that they can sell you whatever they want the thing is the businesses these triple a companies activision and ea on their biggest franchises know that they can do whatever they want and as much as people get upset they're still going to just follow like sheep and it's crazy because i know tons of gamers that have the same attitude where i feel like they talk about these games they'll say things like oh but it's so good or like i really love that game or it's really badass man it's a really badass game and they're talking like they're supposed to like these games and i never actually know if they do it's more of like it's like it's cool to like this band or something because everybody's listening to them i feel like there's gamers the end thing (laughs) 
Yeah, I feel like there's gamers who play these games and they're just like, man, that 2K19 is fire. That 2K20 is fire, man. It's just like, is it? Because I like, I mean, (laughs) they're selling you exactly what you want because if the consumer doesn't have a preference, the the seller is not going to have a preference either. You know, they're just going to do whatever they want and walk all over their customers because there's never going to be a repercussion from it. Exactly. And that see I bought <laughs> I bought Call of Duty on on faith because a lot of other people had been playing Call of Duty and I haven't bought a Call of Duty since the PlayStation 2, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean I never bought a Call of Duty game. I never have. But I'd always wanted to play Call of Duty and there's there were friends of mine and maybe it was you know, because of what they bought on PlayStation two that had kept talking about it and talking about it. And I finally said, screw it. I'm going to buy call of duty. So I bought call of duty blackout. And I mean, the graphics are great. You know, the idea of it is cool, but I just didn't have any fun. I didn't have any fun at it. And I know a lot of people who are hardcore call of duty players that have actually put the game down over the last month because they just, they're done. They're done playing the same old crap. And it's like uh, what I'm seeing and what it seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong here, correct me if I am, but it just seems like all they're doing is rehashing the same shit over and over and over again. And it's people spend 60, 70 bucks and then they're like, God dang it. And they hope that the game is going (laughs) to be better the next time and it's going to be different. No. So now so that's what I'm saying, like it's almost a slap in the face to their fans by saying, yeah, you can buy this game and some people are going to get a free part of it. But the rest of the world out there that may not be as good as you, they're going to be just as good as you because they're going to pay to win. That's not right. <laughs> it's not right. Yeah, it just gives you a bad taste in your mouth because there's so much that the AAA companies don't care about. It's like, yeah. here's yeah. the thing. Um Activision, was it Activision? Yes, it's Activision that started the thing where when a game releases, they -hmm. don't have purchases within the game. And then a week after, they add them because all they care about is the launch sales. They don't care about the longevity of a game. You know, it's just, I feel like there's so many game titles that come out these days where they just judge the entire game by how much it sells the first week. If it drops off the map, they go, oh, well. (laughs) you know and they just don't care and the the, you were talking about the graphics i'm just saying like why do the graphics keep having to get better like i understand yeah uh titles like call of duty and the ea titles i was mentioning they make so much money that there's no excuse for them not to look like the best games on the market but but it needs more than that it needs substance yeah if it doesn't have anything in the shell if it's just an empty shell of a game then what's the point exactly i don't know Look um, at my guy. He looks great. Look at the gear I got him. Hey, look at the gun I bought. You know, it's like, yeah, I just don't, I, keep, I don't get it. The thing is, I hear 20 somethings and 30 somethings talking like they're 12 years old. When they talk about these games, they're like, oh, look at the graphics or look at this gun or look at this man. That's badass. Oh, it really feels like a real gun. It's just like, okay, cool. Like, how does it play? And they like, they're like, oh, I haven't played in like a week or two or something. You're like, okay, whatever. But like, I don't know. It's like, I mean, they they obviously are kings of marketing because of their games being where they are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're obviously kings of marketing because of how much money they have to market. 
<laughs> but I mean, they're just they're just selling you like the most easy to sell thing. It's so easily digestible that they don't care how many people hate on it. Like they don't care about our opinions at all. Like, and I know there's a lot of people that agree with us on these AAA titles just getting really stale. Yeah. But it's it's if they don't correct themselves, um, you're going to start getting a bad name to games that aren't that bad within those same AAA fields. Yeah. Um, basically, like the whole thing about EA making this new Star Wars game, um, whatever it's called. I forget what it's called. It's coming out in like a month. I should know what I it's called. I can't remember it either. <laughs> um, it looks really good. And it's going to be a first, a one-player story game. It's not going to be multiplayer with tons of loot boxes the things that everybody hated about the star wars battlefront games for from ea but the thing is it's really hard to get the taste of the greed of the ea battlefronts out of your mouth to even like consider this game and the thing is it looks really really good and it looks like they've corrected everything that they did wrong and it looks like they're listening to the fans, but the thing is you still don't trust them and you can't yeah. trust AAA game developers until the game comes out. And that's what You're sucks. Right. You're right. Cause like they'll make all these promises. Like we're talking Fallout 76. <laughs> they well, make dude, all they, these promises and then it comes out and you're just like, wow, that's not well, they what you promised said it was. No loot boxes in blackout. They yeah, promised no purchase they and they ended up saying, Hey, yep. Now you can buy them. And it's it, now they're not even, they're not even promising that there won't be any, uh, even though they did, they did kind of hint at the fact that there wouldn't be any in modern warfare, but it's like, they're just throwing it in your face. Now they're like, guess what's going to happen is what's coming. It's so funny and, because you know, it's not that quick of a decision. No, so when the, no, it's were t- planned out, man. So yeah, back in like June when I said that there was a story about how Modern Warfare was not going to have loot boxes in it, like when they were doing that interview with the guy who said that, was there a guy behind him on a PC rendering the animation for the loot box? Yeah. Like, it was really funny. He's like, oh, there's not going to be any loot boxes. And he's like literally like going through the animation of the loot box opening. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like, oh, no, of course not. No, loot boxes. He's sitting back no. there typing away code on a computer going, yeah. <laughs> they're buying it. They're buying it. I don't know. It's just like, okay, maybe the animation for loot box can be done in a week. But you know that, like, they've already planned out everything. You know, everything yep. is laid out. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I agree. I but that's that's pretty much all I got for the news, man. I wanted to I end on I think we're going to start anger. turning into the anger loot box podcast yeah we'll just do that and we'll do that until until loot boxes get banned we will be the the anti-loot box podcast (laughs) because whenever one of us brings up loot boxes we talk for like half an hour about how much we're triggered oh we do yeah and it isn't and i don't want anybody to get us wrong it's not the fact that we hate loot boxes i think to you know companies that make you pay for cosmetic items it's a smart move it's a great way to generate rent of revenue because that revenue is going to create more options to make the next game better but to put in this pay to win bullshit is just not gaming it's not gaming it's Isn't pay it to crazy, win crazy though like i get the argument that adding in features where you pay the developers to keep adding content and stuff yeah, or make better games in the future. I get that angle, but at the same time, 
Why is it that all of the most expensive games that come out every single year are the games with loot boxes? Why yeah. aren't the why aren't the titles <laughs> the titles that are overlooked from companies that probably actually do need money from the little indie developers that have about four guys working on a game that probably yep. don't see their wives very much? Um, why aren't those companies got any type of in-game <laughs> purchases? You know, it's like it's ironic that the the game brands and franchises that already make the most money are the ones that are so ready to also allow you to hand them more money. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely know. right. So, dude. so I do support that idea. Like I believe Fortnite is able to keep updating content constantly and they really have no excuse not to because of how much revenue they make. Yeah. Uh, if they ever made the content not keep coming out as fast as it was, I'd be insulted because I know how much money they're making. Yeah. But at the same time, like there are a lot of franchises that make that type of money and there's not much return from it, you know? So, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But, uh, yeah. Ah. What else the, you got, bud? Uh, that's really all I got for news this week, man. That's all I got. Okay, sounds cool. I mean, I, I, we might sound really exhausted this week. Um, I think it's the weather we were talking I'm about. Just, like, I'm just drunk. <laughs> so that's all that is. <laughs> well, I'm exhausted and you're drunk. There we go. I'm exhaustedly drunk. No, I'm kidding. I'm Hello, drunk. drunk. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> yeah, when we come back, we're going to do our quiz show. Trivia! And, uh, do you have trivia for me? Yes, sir, I do. Okay, so if you are listening with a friend or listening at home, place your your bets on who gets the most questions, right? I'm going to melt this fool. uh, (laughs) We'll see. I got some hard ones for you. I'm not softballing you for the first one. You softballed me last time. Shit, that sounded bad. Hard ones with softballs, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, let's go. (laughs) After this. Yes, I love it. I think it needs a little bit of work. I'm going to tweak it at some point, but I think right now for being put together in like 10 minutes, it was not too bad. (laughs) No, it wasn't bad at all, man. (laughs) Okay, cool, 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 cool. Let me find my questions. So we were just going to ask how many questions you want to ask? Want to do five each? Do you you have like a book or something? (laughs) Yeah, I got like a dozen or so questions. Okay, I just got five. I got five for you. I I guess we'll alternate. I'm going to pick the best five, yeah. Okay. So do we got tallies? Do we got tallies so that we know who gets more right? I got you. I'll write it down. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll start you off. All right. In the Blizzard game Overwatch, there are 31 heroes. Not, not counting the two animals and the three robots, there are 26 other characters. Are there, are there more males? Are there more females? Or are there equal amounts? Uh, there are more males. They are equal. It's 13 and 13. Damn it. I was surprised too. I thought there were more females. Actually, I feel like they keep adding females to the game. 
<laughs> but right. uh, there no i didn't count the five because um i mean i understand why you would think there's more males but you had to pay attention to the fact that we probably assume all the robots and animals are male so i wasn't even thinking about know. the robots or animals so yeah yeah i, th- I right. think winston could go both ways though with his register of his voice but go ahead mm. okay this one is a multiple choice question okay cool what is Mega Man called in Japan? Wiz Kid, <laughs> Mr. Robot, Rockman, or Jumpman? Oh, I like these. Um, Rockman doesn't make any sense. Jumpman makes some sense. What were the first two? Wiz Kid or Mr. Robot? It's B or D. I'm going with D. Jumpman. And it's Rockman. <laughs> it's Rockman? <laughs> That makes yes. no sense. <laughs> Nothing about him does deals with rocks, but okay. Well, you know, I mean, think about it. You know, imagine you know anime and the voiceover. Does it really oh, ever man. make sense? I guess not. <laughs> oh, maybe it's short for like Rocket Man or something. Maybe they just call him Rock Man. Huh. Cool. So we're both zero and one. This is easy to keep score. Then <laughs> <laughs> this one should be easy for you, or could be easy for you. Um, Warcraft Orcs and Humans came out in what year? Orcs and Humans? Yeah. Came out in 2002. Orcs and Humans? Like the original original? Oh. Not well, not World of Warcraft. Warcraft yeah. Orcs and Humans. Uh God, 1998? 94. Damn it. It's really I old. Suck. Yeah. Well, All maybe right. one of us will get a question right. Go ahead. <laughs> this one's kind of hard, but you might Damn know it. it because, you know, you're kind of into this stuff. But what was the first video game console? Period? Yeah. Wow. I should know this. Um, console by not a computer, right? We're not counting like Commodore. Uh, video, video game console. Yeah. Oof. Uh, I'm going with a Atari that I don't know the number to. You mean like a 2600? So, well, I wouldn't have guessed 2600. So if it is that, don't give me the point. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the Magnavox Odyssey. That's right. I know that. <laughs> I even know what it looks like, too. Boy, Damn we're it. just screwing each other today. Okay. <laughs> Your third question is. This one's actually really hard. I'm not sure if I should give you this. Go okay, for wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. L- l- okay, wait. That last one was to, not easy, so go I for know, it. I know how to phrase this so that you have a better chance. So back in this generation of video game consoles, the GameCube had Player's Choice, PlayStation had Greatest Hits, and Xbox had Platinum. So... Do you know what I'm talking about? These are when a game sold a lot, they would re-release it in a different packaging. Yes. Which would basically be greatest hits. And they yeah. would sell them for like $20 at a discount. Xbox Platinum for like 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the three colors that the boxes had to represent <laughs> these. And you're going to tell me which one goes to which. All right. The three colors. So we're thinking GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Xbox. The three uh-huh. colors are... 
red, yellow, and silver. Uh, I would say yellow would be Nintendo, red would be PlayStation, and silver would be Xbox. There you go. This first right question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This one should be easy for you because I picked this one specifically for you. And if you don't know this, I'm going to be extremely upset with you. All right. I'm just telling you. I mean, I should have known the Magnavox Odyssey, but okay. What does Pokemon stand for? Oh my God. Pocket monsters. Yep. All right. We're one and one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I softballed you there. Yeah, you did. The Super Nintendo title Earthbound. What is its Japanese title? Super Nintendo title Earthbound. Yes. The game Earthbound. What is it called in Japan? Um, I don't know. <laughs> this guy I can't fly. Ha ha. What'd you say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I said, I can't fly. Ha ha. It's called mother two. It is actually the Fuck. sequel in the mother series. Uh, we never got mother one in the U S so mother two is named earthbound. All right, fine. You want to be that way? Here's one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me about some Japanese game I don't know shit about. <laughs> what was Mario's name in Donkey Kong? Um, was it something like the plumber? It was Jumpman. Jumpman. Okay. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't the multiple choice for Mega Man. <laughs> I know. You should have had it. Damn it. Was that my last question? Or you still got another one. I have, we, we each have one more, I think. Okay. So here's your last one since you're Owen. F- no, dude, you got one. We're you one got and the one. player's choice one. Yeah, we're one, yeah, one. We're one and one, man. Okay. I'm going to read you a description of a game and you're going to tell me what the game is. Okay. <laughs> this is from its Wikipedia. This game is an action video game developed and published by Curb for the PlayStation. It was released in Japan in March of 99 and is based on American carbonated soft drink Pepsi and focuses the player on avoiding obstacles by running, dashing, and jumping while the main character automatically runs forward through each of the game's stages. Oh, I want to say it's, uh, oh, damn. I want to say it's like (laughs) soda jerk or something like that. It's Pepsi, (laughs) man. Pepsi Man, God damn it! <laughs> it was only available in Japan. I keep throwing to you Japan exclusive questions. <laughs> okay, what's your last one to screw me over with? Are you going to change it so that you make sure I don't get it? No, no, I'm going to ask you this one because this one is actually tough, but I think you can get it. Why did Princess Peach invite Mario to the castle in Mario 64? Is this a joke? <laughs> nope. It wasn't for good times. Why did she invite him to the castle? I don't know. To clean her pipes? <laughs> she baked him a cake. <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason I go to people's houses. <laughs> I know. Pretty much me too. If you don't have cake, I'm not coming over. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> Damn, God. man. We kind of got on each other there. <laughs> so it's one to one. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, we got to have a tiebreaker. I don't have anything. I guess we just carry it over to the next episode. All right. All we right. just know that we're still tied and whoever. So it is a tie game. The next one. <laughs> Carrying over a tie doesn't matter, though. <laughs> it's just like starting at zero. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Good okay, times. Well, Good times. Uh, slow news week, but um, we got some fun, had some laughs, and uh, always glad that y'all listen. Um, Absolutely. Be sure to check out our Etsy shop. Go like our Facebook page. Give us a follow on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. All that jazz. Please do, yes. Uh, before we end this episode, I was going to add that we are going to be at Geek Street, Nacogdoches on October 12th. It's um, it's in the downtown festival plaza. Um, we'll have a booth there. We're hoping to uh, do a live broadcast from there. And uh, we'll just be there to meet people, talk to people, and do all the geeky geeks. And uh, sure, should be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, If you're local, come join us. Come say hi. Uh, be on the show for a minute. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe we'll have you answer some trivia questions. Yeah, I think that's what we're doing we're While we're doing our show. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be there from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, so just swing by, come over. We'll have drawings for T-shirts and stuff like that. So uh, come say hi. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, Awesome. Once again, thanks for listening. Check y'all next week. Thanks, guys.